Gospel Message, Week 94 Pits, Prisons, and Palaces Many of us are familiar with the story of Joseph in the Bible, how his brothers, being envious of him, sought to kill him, but ended up selling him to Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. These Ishmaelites then took Joseph with them to Egypt and sold him to Potiphar, who was the captain of the guard to Pharaoh the king. While Joseph was in Egypt, the Bible tells us, quote, The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did prosper in his hand. Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him. And he made Joseph overseer of his house and all that he put into his hand. End quote. Genesis 39 verses 2 to 4. One can deduce from this text that Joseph had gone through a horrible ordeal, both physically and emotionally and mentally. His own brothers had tried to kill him out of envy, but ultimately sold him like a piece of merchandise. But in spite of all this, he still walked in the ways of God. Hence, the Bible telling us that he found favor in God's sight. His unfortunate lot did not cause him to deviate from the ways of God. At some point, due to the lies of Potiphar's wife, Joseph then ended up in prison again. Another horror visited upon him. Yet, even while in prison, under false allegations, the Bible tells us, quote, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in prison, and whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to do anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him, and that which he did, the Lord made it prosper. End quote. Genesis 39 verses 21 to 23. Now those of us who are skeptics or those who would rather criticize in ignorance rather than seek to understand the ways of God would ask, why didn't God just keep him from getting sold by his brothers in the first place? Or why would God allow Potiphar's wife to get away with such an evil act as opposed to exposing her lies? What we need to understand about God and about how he allows this world to operate is this. God allows people to go in the paths that they have chosen. Those who choose to do wickedly, he allows. However, those who choose to seek him and walk in his ways, even if it appears that the wicked may be prevailing, God's chosen will ultimately prevail, glorifying his name in the process.
to the point that the wicked can only acknowledge that it was done by the mighty hand of God. God was with Joseph the entire time, not to prevent things from going in their course, but to keep Joseph even when the course of things were not going externally in his favor. But God had a plan. Things seemingly not going in Joseph's favor for a season was part of God's perfect plan. Are we trusting God in similar seasons of our own lives? In those seasons that don't seem so favorable, are we still walking after the Spirit? Are we seeking God still? Do we still trust in His Word? Are we still resting on His sovereignty? Or are we wallowing in self-pity? God's plan is perfect. For our pleasure? No, for His pleasure. And if we are His, seeking Him, walking in His ways, trusting Him, then His pleasure will also be our pleasure. Quote, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Romans eight twenty-eight. The envy of Joseph's brothers worked together for good in Joseph's life according to God's perfect plan. The lies of Potiphar's wife worked together for good in Joseph's life according to God's perfect plan. We are told that when Joseph was in prison, he interpreted the dreams of the king's butler and baker who were also in prison with him. Joseph begged the butler, who ultimately got released and restored to his former position in the king's presence, not to forget him when he went before the king. The butler forgot him for two whole years. But even the butler's forgetfulness worked together for good in Joseph's life, according to God's perfect plan. Think about it. What caused Joseph to eventually come to the remembrance of the butler? It was Pharaoh's dream. Let us say that the butler had gone before the king two years earlier to tell him about some Hebrew servant boy in the prison who could interpret dreams. It would have meant nothing to Pharaoh at that time. He had no need for such a person but fast forward two years later, not only did Pharaoh have a very perplexing dream, he was so disturbed by the dream that he summoned every magician and wise man in Egypt to come and interpret the dream. See Genesis chapter 41. Now the butler remembers Joseph. Now he tells Pharaoh and immediately 
Pharaoh sends for Joseph. See Genesis 41 verse 14. Now it was relevant. Now it was urgent. There was to be no dismissing of the account of a Hebrew servant boy in the prisons who could not only interpret dreams, but his interpretations come to pass. All things work together for good according to God's perfect plan. Work together for good for whom? To them that love God who are the called according to God's purpose. God allows everything to play out according to the choice of mankind. Those who choose evil, it will be allowed to work out if it is in line with God's plan, but ultimately it will not be good for them. Those who choose God all will work out, even if it looks bad at first, but it will work out to be good for them, provided they remain steadfast and faithful to God. Quote, that ye may be children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. Matthew 5:45. Quote, Behold, they shall gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the waster to destroy. But no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. End quote. Isaiah 54, 15 to 17. So do we understand what the Lord is saying here? He allows the evil to do their evil. They might think they're prospering, but they can never prevail over the chosen of the Lord. For the Lord keeps them even in their unfortunate circumstances. But at some point, according to his perfect plan, all things will work together for good to those that love the Lord, who are the called according to his purpose. So do we love the Lord? That's a question we need to ask ourselves. Quote, if ye love me, keep my commandments. End quote. John 14, 15. Quote, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. End quote. John 14, 21. Quote, Jesus answered and said unto him, 
If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. End quote. John fourteen twenty three. Quote, he that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. End quote. John fourteen twenty four. So the question is, according to the word of God, not according to sentiment, not according to emotion, do we love the Lord? Because if we say we do, then we have to be walking in line with all of these scriptures that were read here. Let us abide in the word of God. Let us ask the spirit of God to enable us to abide in the word of God. The story of Joseph's season from brother to bondage, from prison to palace is the lesson that we Christians today need to learn of how to walk by faith and not by sight. Looking at Joseph's circumstances externally, one only saw misfortune and gloom. Therefore, one who sees externally only will ask, where is God in all this? But looking at Joseph's circumstances through the eyes of faith, this life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Galatians 2.20 One will attest, I know God is in this, no matter how it looks on the outside. As you read this today, and as I write this today, May the spirit of the Most High God, whose sole purpose is to manifest the life of Jesus Christ in us, begin a new work in us, that our faith may become the very faith of Jesus Christ, unwavering, unmovable, unshakable. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ. Amen.